Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. We got a special guest named Josh, but he can't hear Parker, so this is kind of a janky ass setup. You'll notice that his mic quality is somehow worse than it was on that one episode of Swinging Pizza Gate because, uh, for some reason, his internal microphone is better than my external one. Uh, so, uh,. Parker, I've got a bit of a reputation for making bad decisions. Correct. Yeah, you know, I mean, tis the season, you know, it's a Christmas spirit and everything, and I love Christmas, and I love Christmas, you know, holiday specials and stuff, and there's so many good ones, but there's also so many bad ones, I thought, hey, you know, wouldn't it be, like, you know, kind of a good idea, make you watch a bad Christmas special, we'd have so much to talk about. <laughs> and then you chose... Jingle all the way. Uh... Before we get into this, I have two things. Uh, for, we'll get to the movies that we uh, watched in the meantime, which will probably be more worthy of a conversation than this. But I also want to talk about the fact that people consider this a classic. Fucking, what's wrong with you people? Uh, I I understand nostalgia. It's like, oh, I grew up with that movie, and it reminds me of my father. It just, uh, you know what? You're not allowed to like this movie, all right? I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna police it. This, this, what's there to like? What's, what is the really great part of this movie? I think it's against so you, '90s law to hate Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. No, exactly. <laughs> so you won't let people have this. You won't let them, let them have a Christmas story. <laughs> they can have <laughs> any timeless. Cl- you hate the fucking claymation nightmare ones. Those, those ones suck too. Also, you know. So what you we- say that you love Christmas specials, but you hate every popular Christmas. Special. No, I like It's a Wonderful Life. I like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yes, oh, they're both blue. Yeah, I, oh yeah. God, you're such a grandpa. And the Charlie God, Brown Christmas special. And the Grinch Christmas special. And fuck off. Don't patronize. I, look, I like the good ones. Okay, so same dude. That's what my dad says about a lot of things. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, before we get into that, I watched other movies. Let's talk about anything except for Jingle All the Way. I watched a 1930 Luis Buñuel movie, uh, called Lodge Door. Uh, I have to admit, I didn't really get it. Bless you. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. (laughs) It really wasn't very good. But I also watched a 2017 movie. I had to go into theaters to watch this. It's called Lady Bird. I wanted to see it so bad this weekend. I, I think you would like it. I don't know that I've met anyone who's seen it and said, oh, it just wasn't very good. It's 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 really good. I, I like everything that it does. My pet sitting duties made that impossible because that dog is about 15 years old, blind and deaf, and has arthritis. And uh, that was my night instead of going to see Lady Bird at the Alamo in Austin. Well, did, Whoops. well you know. Could have been worse. Uh, but, you know, before that, an interesting uh, thing here is I had to miss trivia in order to go see it. But beforehand, we were really playing. That was a free showing of The Room in theaters at Alamo. And we what? got... God 
Damn it. Oh, it was so much fun, dude. It was seriously so much fun. I would have liked it more if it was silent and black and white. But it was... <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, but it was it was great, and we were having a great time. But I got to talk about my friend Stephanie, who doesn't even listen to this podcast. So I'm just going to shit on her right now. You know, like, so for... friends. I know. Well, yeah, but... Okay, like, you know how, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show has, like, audience participation and shit like that? So does The Room. There's, like, all this stuff that you do, like, they're, they're, like there's a picture of a spoon in the background. You'll throw, like, a plastic spoon at the screen and stuff like that. It's a real fun time. And you, you're supposed to, like, do all this other stuff. Boy, she didn't understand that this was not supposed to be that kind of showing. There were, like, 80% of the audience had never seen The Room before. So <laughs> it was really... And she was trying to, like, clap along with the with the R&B music when they were making love. And, God, she had no rhythm whatsoever. She was just completely out of beat the entire time. <laughs> and it was just awful. And she was clapping as loud as possible, just screaming things out. And she ran out of plastic spoons to throw. So you know what she did? She started throwing her plastic forks and knives. I'm not making this up. <laughs> It was horrendous. I cried. If you ever speak to her again, I will not respect you. I know. It was terrible. Anyway, um, so that was a good time. Those and- readings sound like my nightmare, by the way. There's nowhere I'd rather be less than a room full of people singing along to Rocky Horror songs. Oh, yeah. I'm just... That's not going to happen. But uh, actually, the Alex, the one we actually like, uh, she, <laughs> she's really into Rocky Horror showing. So, and I think she probably wants to drag me to one. Uh, or, or maybe her boyfriend or something. I don't know. Um... Anyway, the, the really cool, <laughs> the really cool thing about uh, the room is that I got a pen on it that says uh, "The Disaster Artist," which is a movie that's going out about the room. I'd like to see that as well. And uh, the little end is a little nub that says "Tommy's Planet" on there from that book, the Disaster, <laughs> which you should really see or really read. Uh, but the other two movies that I watched, and this is something that I'm going to try to put this at the end of the podcast. Uh, Alex came over and we watched two movies. We watched "The Island of Doctor Moreau." And nice. uh, which was honestly a good a, one, right? There, there hasn't been a good one. And uh, disagree. <laughs> the 1996 one with uh, Val Kilmer and oh, Marlon so Brando. And we also watched because we were bored. We couldn't think of anything else to do. We watched Good Burger. So uh, classic. Yeah, and we uh, we watched and, and we recorded. But we're like, hey, let's talk about it. I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be like a ten minute thing. It'd be like for the what did you watch segment of the podcast. But it ended up being like. 30 minutes long, so... There's a lot to say about it. Evidently. There's a lot going on. Well, one of the things that I did realize is that you and I have never actually <laughs> met each other, so we just record this over Skype, and we, you know, sort of clap hands and sync up, and I say the wrong uh, title of the podcast, we have to redo it and everything, and we just, like, stick our audio together. We have pretty good chemistry as far as I'm concerned, but it's so much easier when you're actually sitting right next to someone, and you can, like, jab them in the ribs if they start to talk when you're trying to talk or something like that. I didn't actually do that oh, to Oh, you her. mean when you're very clearly sick of dealing with my ad-libs, but I have three more jokes to shoot on <laughs> in, so I just yell over you? Uh, I, I appreciate when you do that, because you're a lot funnier than I am, so... Uh, so did you guys discuss Mondo Burger and the concept of the grinder? Uh, we did not have much to say about Good Burger. What the fuck? I mean, I mean what's there what to the say? Fuck? Get out of my face. I mean, what's there to say? What isn't there to say? First of all... You mess with Kurt, you go in the grinder. <laughs> cannot be more clear. I can't believe you remember that line of all lines. I just oh. couldn't stop thinking about Abe Vigoda. was <laughs> <laughs> George Clinton in this movie for eight-year-olds. <laughs> Why was Hello. Kel such a good dancer? It was incredible. I should have watched it. No, you wouldn't have enjoyed it. I wanted to pivot and like, hey, let's watch that instead of Jingle All the Way. But you're like, nah, we'll have something to say about this. Oh, look. Oops. People make mistakes. Anyway, again, Classic people... Classic back on your bullshit with your wrong choice. Yeah, if you guys want to hear it, it'll be at the end of the podcast. It's about 
like 30 minutes long. It's uh, it's 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 not a bad one. I, I listened to it again. It's like uh, you know, we had a good time. The Frozen short. Oh, shut up, <laughs> uh, Parker. What did you watch? I haven't watched anything because I had to go out of town the entire weekend. But I'm staring at my schedule. I've got a free day coming up. And, uh, you know, I really thought that my Buffalo Bills were going to circle the wagons. <laughs> but they did not. So I will be whisked away into a magical world of ice and song with Olaf's magical adventure. I, I, I'm so upset that that thing actually exists. But so yeah, me happy that you get to watch it. I'm so upset that you sprung that on me without warning. You know, you really should go see Coco in theaters. It's really good. Yeah, I should do a lot of things. Like... <laughs> No, this will be a funny idea. I have to watch something bad. What do you mean Tyrod Taylor's being carted off in the first drive? <laughs> okay, well, whatever, I guess. Yeah, all right. I guess I'll just take that one free day I have in town and go watch my favorite characters. Oh, God. I, I seriously wish I had watched it in theaters with you. All right, so I, I can't believe you didn't watch it here. You're babysitting this fucking half-dead dog over here. I mean... It was most. They have cable over there, oh. so it was just flipping through channels nonstop. Oh, but by the way, Force Awakens holds up. Y'all can suck my dick. Oh, I, good. okay. I guess I need Better to rewatch Return that. Of the Jedi. I'll die on that hill. So what's it about? I'm not doing this. <laughs> I will not be part of this. Okay, so Jingle All the Way then came out in 1996. Stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. And uh, Jim Belushi's in it as well, and uh, so is Jake Lloyd. So is uh, boy, fucking. Do I have notes on Jake Lloyd? Okay, yeah. So I'll I'll get right to it uh, before this even starts. Here was Jake Lloyd ever a good actor? No, (laughs) but alternatively, what do you hate him in more? This or Phantom Menace? Phantom Menace. Incorrect. <laughs> He's very hateable in this. Uh, but, like, I mean, really thinking back to this, like, wow, this is tense. We gotta get out of here before we both get killed. <laughs> yeah, but at least in that movie, like, things are happening pod around racing. him. He's not, sc- I mean, yes, this is pod <laughs> racing. But he's not screaming and throwing a fit because his dad didn't show up to his fucking karate class. It wasn't even karate class. It was karate graduation. It's fucking purple belt. It doesn't even a mean anything. A purple belt. Suck my dick. I have a purple belt. And look at me. <laughs> it means nothing. So, so is this like the scene in the movie where he starts drinking liquor? <laughs> That's such a good scene. Here's to By you, way, dad. <laughs> you should 100%. Did you see what this director has done? The crimes this director has committed? Yeah, he's uh, he's another well-known work, right? We've got Problem Child 2. <laughs> Beethoven. Oh. The Flintstones. Oh. Viva Rock Vegas. Uh, Snow Dogs. What? Oh, come on. And are we there yet? Holy shit, oh, this guy. And, oh, he did a Christmas movie you love, Chris. No. A Christmas Story 2. Oh, Fuck my ass! He is literally oh! history's greatest monster, and you chose him. You did. Oh, I did not know that! Oh, shit! Oh, what a time to be alive. Oh, if you call oh, this... I don't want to say you deserve it, but you absolutely deserve I it. I never looked up the director. I thought he was, like, a well-known guy. They were just like, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle. How bad could it be? By the way, you say Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle. I've had the distinct feeling... He was not in mind when they wrote this movie. I think, well, I think what they had in mind was a well-known actor. At some point, if this was written for Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
He is Goldberg spearing Sinbad into 12 pieces and shattering. <laughs> that is 18 improv scenes too many where he doesn't just freak out and put him through a wall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, God. Was so, a uh, follow-up question about was Jake Lloyd ever good? Was Sinbad ever funny? I mean, women do be shopping. I've always said that. Uh, well, that's certainly true. I watched one of his stand-up specials a while ago. I didn't get it. I thought it was because I'm white, but honestly, I think <laughs> I mean, it's maybe because I have a sense of humor. Little column A, little column B. Yeah, so you know the reason, actually, Sinbad was cast because of Arnold. Arnold was in it, and they are just like, oh, he's like 6'4", and like a 260 or something like that. We need a big guy. Because originally they were going to have Danny DeVito. And they're like, oh, oh he's too short to movie. put next to him. I was like, he, Danny DeVito has been in two other movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That is 100% a better movie, if it's little Danny DeVito following him around. Absolutely. He could carry around in a backpack. And <laughs> he could dress up as the doll, and it would be believable. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that's a botch job. Oh, that's a botch job. <laughs> Give me some trash to plug it up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm fighting off children with this toe. <laughs> <laughs> so like banging whores and playing with toys. <laughs> so the movie starts off immediately trying to attack you and I. By yeah, uh, this was a personal attack, and I did not care for it. Yeah, real, real cool how the movie just decides to immediately. Sorry, to immediately start lampooning Power Rangers. The nerve of it. I'd like, come on, dude. I wasn't like that, okay? I only had four out of the five. Anyway. Yeah, same. I didn't have all of them. It, I also totally didn't dress up like the characters and jump up and around while watching it. And I don't appreciate <laughs> it. But alternatively, his main power is he has a boomerang. What fucking kid is watching this dickhead in a suit with a boomerang? Like it's some kind of suicide squad. I was about to make the fucking <laughs> pink unicorn joke. Uh, speaking of, Booster is really pink, isn't he? No one likes Booster, and it's my favorite running joke. Is everyone in this universe how, fucking despises Booster? How could they like him? He's like Ookla the Mock. By the way, I will admit, I don't. I'm not gonna say I laughed, but I chuckled heartily at him. This whole little opening scene wraps up with him saving the kid. Who goes off to hug his parent? It's the president and his wife, and also Booster. And they all have a big group hug. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, look, I don't really have much to say about that whole thing. Uh, who was... It's not good, but... Yeah, well, I mean, it's something that You happens. chose it. Look, I, I, look it. I wasn't exactly happy about it. So, we can admit something. That Arnold is kind of one of the... He's a member of the royalty of bad movies. I, want, I don't know if I call him the king of bad movies, but he's part of the royalty. But he's so incredibly fun to watch in almost everything he's in. And that's kind of like what my feeling was for the first five minutes where he tells the cop, listen, I'm in kind of a hurry. And it's like, come on. It's like, he's got the silly voice. And, Where's your Christmas spirit? And you just think that he's going to put someone through a wall. But he never quite does, you know? Yeah, this is my least favorite Arnold sh- subgenre where he's the bad dad. Like, oh, I just can't get my kid to like me no matter what I do. Does Junior Is oh, Junior geez. one of the bad dad movies? It's up there. Or is it a bad Hello. mom movie? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, it's So, does he sell mattresses? I, I don't know what he does at that job. Oh, he's, he... It's, it's like a Bojack. He works at the business factory. <laughs> I made a business. <laughs> You're my favorite customer. So... Oh, my God. Arnold Schwarzenegger co-starring with three kids in a Sinbad trench coat. Uh, <laughs> movie. Three Jake Lloyd standing on each other's shoulders. So, 
I'm I'm kind of upset because like when Sinbad comes into the movie, uh, it oh just makes God. me realize that I the the movie I'd watch immediately prior to this was Good Burger, so it's two <laughs> Sinbad movies in a row. How do you feel about your choices? Poorly. I mean, he's pretty good in Good Burger. He's not barely even in that movie. Okay. I mean, wouldn't you prefer that to him just appearing every twenty minutes here? Like, hey guys, I'm still in this movie. Oh uh, boy, here's he... a story about my dad not giving me a toy, and that's why I'm a functioning alcoholic as an adult mailman. They they just left the camera on him too. They're just like, yeah, Sinbad, do your thing. Hey, Sinbad, buddy, just riff, and Arnold will riff. <laughs> you'll just fire right back off and forth, man. It's gonna be great. See, this is like it's one of those things where if it was Robin Williams, it probably would have worked out. Uh, you say that. Well, he'd still have to be acting next to Arnold. Anyway, so, I think we know what our screenshot for this movie is, when, it, when you're uh, going to post it on Terrible Blog. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's the same one I'm thinking about, right? Let me hear it, because I bet it is. Okay, so he's, like, sitting in bed, and, like, his wife... Oh, yes, and, and, absolutely. And his wife is just like, oh, it's a good thing you got that doll already, because by now they'd probably be impossible to find, like, yeah. And they're just like, Ooh. <laughs> He's lit like fucking Bella Lugosi. <laughs> the light shining on his eyes. Funny. That's my favorite shot in the entire movie right there. Oh, it's so good. There's a whole like, lot he of... He has nothing to do, but he has, like... He is bringing it with those facial expressions this whole movie. Oh, God bless absolutely. Him. And it's like, that's the thing. It's like there's a whole lot of bruh moments in the movie. And it's just like, uh, I don't know if I'm like going to feel it. This isn't a good movie. No, no. But my God, he is trying. Uh, he is trying his ass off. Well, the director's really forcing him into it, too. Because you can tell the director's like, no, no, bigger. Come on. We do not have a lot of jokes here. Faster. More intense. Come on. So when he... Okay, actually, we, we should set up the plot here. So remember <laughs> oh, back boy. several years ago when there was that, like... I don't know if it was an artificial shortage, but there was like the, all the kids want whatever for Christmas. I remember there was like the big, Every year. the big three Trust were, me. if I recall, Power Rangers was a big one, uh, which is why I had to contend with uh, <laughs> fucking McDonald's toys. Uh, Cabbage Patch Kids, I didn't need those because I was a grown up. And uh, what's, what was the other? Uh, Tickle Me Elmo, that was one of them. That came out the same year as this movie. I'm Tickle Rick! Shut up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Josh. <laughs> Uh, and the other one was, uh, I think it was like 2008, the Nintendo... No, it wasn't even 2008, it was like 2007 or something, the Nintendo Wii. Oh, God almighty. I never even the got one. The time it took to finally get one and be like, oh, I actually hate this version of Super Smash Brothers. Exactly. My sister Oops. just got one. She was like, what games are good for? I was like, wouldn't know! <laughs> <laughs> so. Gotcha. Yeah, well, that's what we had to contend with. Uh... I have to admit, my mic is actually picking me up a lot louder than in the past, which I kind of like, because I can lean, like, lean way back. And yes, Josh, now I am commenting about my own audio. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the basic... like every year there's a shortage on, like, happiness oh, and yeah. joy and reason for me to get out of bed in the morning. Well, not so much. I mean, the Patriots are, like, 10-2 and two right now. I mean, they've got Jesus a really good shot. But fucking Christ. <laughs> Once a week is plenty. <laughs> All right, so anyway, like, the basic idea of the story is that he works at the business factory, at Arnold works at the business <laughs> factory, and he has his son, Jake Lloyd, and his wife, who knows, and... And he needs to get that kid a present. He's like, the kid really likes Turbo Man, so he wants to get him a Turbo Man doll. Turbo Man is basically Power Ranger, so it's hard to find. And story moves, I guess, kind of quickly. It's just, uh, he's like, he's looking around, he can't find the toy, so he goes to, like, a toy store to, like, look for the toy, right? And then he meets two people who are on very potent narcotics. Uh, <laughs> what was up with those guys? Poor young little Chris Parnell. <laughs> really going for Oh, no, that was him? It sure was. Oh my god, I didn't even recognize him. Oh my god, he was like, oh, 
kind of this guy's looking for? Wow, wow, a turbo man is only the most popular toy ever. Uh, it, uh, like, the entire store points and laughs at him. That guy was seriously on drugs, though. Like, he was going insane. This does my favorite Arnold thing, where you have this giant Austrian man who talks like a fucking backwards riddle. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, American businessman Howard Langston here. <laughs> Whatever you say, movie. Yeah. So that was ridiculous, and uh, so they couldn't find one, so he goes looking around for a bunch of other ones, he can't find it, blah, blah, blah. And then something really stupid happens, he's like, oh, the woman with the fur coat took it, so he goes after her, hey, I'll pay like, oh I'll, I'll pay like, what, did he say $300 for the for the toy in her bag? Fucking Turns out it's Booster stupid. again, and this is what gets me. It, so he's still going to get this doll. He is really committed. He's more committed to his kid than I would be. I'd just be like, you know what, you're going to get like a, a nutcracker or something. it's Christmas Eve, and this day lasts for like 48 hours. Oh yeah, this is the longest day in perhaps history. And uh, is this like the, the crux of Santa's sleigh, where the day is slightly longer <laughs> or something? <laughs> if Goldberg was in this, it'd be a lot better. Anyway, uh... True of every movie. Yeah, exactly. So, uh... He's, he's looking around, he can't find it, and, it, it you know, it's Booster. He's like, oh, I, I don't want Booster, no one likes Booster. And he throws it into the trash. He's already spent $300 <laughs> on this item. So, A, just wasted the money, and B, what if you got the, the your kid two presents? He'd be like, wow, Turbo Man, oh, sorry, let me do it with Jake Lloyd. Oh. Wow, Turbo Man and Booster. You I'm got me so Turbo happy. Man wow. and this garbage. <laughs> Oh, By the way, why did they Who's name the that? movie something that Arnold can't pronounce? Because <laughs> <laughs> he can't say turbo. He says turbo. Yeah, but I thought you meant turbo. jingle all the way. I just imagine trying to say jingle the way. <laughs> I have to get this turbo man. Turbo man. I'm Howard Langston. I do business. My son loves turbo man. It's the business factory. Uh... So, I have to admit, the, the effort to sell Arnold as a regular, normal, everyday guy was totally botched. That's my favorite thing in 90s Arnold movies. Yeah, they're just like, yeah. Like, didn't he have some regular-ass white dude named Running Man? He's he's just like you and me. <laughs> it's like you <laughs> Hi, look at I'm this John guy. Everyman, American guy who loves the troops and dogs. <laughs> I'm Hope just no one touches my heterosexual wife. I'm just a two-time Nobel Prize winner. <laughs> oh jeez! I just fell into this liquid ice like an asshole. So, uh, the woman who sells him that booster doll, my favorite actress. Yeah, I was I was waiting for you to do it. I I was really hoping you wouldn't I'm be. Not, like, no, we have to we have to admit it's it's our second year Lee Smith movie. How does this keep happening? You what are we going to do next? Are we going to do the you, fucking We're Back a Dinosaur Story? Oh, don't put that evil on me, Christopher. She, she was in that one too. <laughs> Do not put that evil on me. If we do the Simpsons movie, it'd be a little too obvious. That's yeah, and we're anything but obvious. <laughs> yeah. uh, shit, I hope this really isn't too loud. What it might be, I don't know. I'll just adjust the volume. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, now you keep complaining that there's nothing good in this movie, and may I direct you to my favorite movie subplot? Recently divorced Phil Hartman trying to fuck every woman in the neighborhood. So uh, <laughs> the funniest goddamn thing. So the last movie that we reviewed was Batman and Robin. He is Uma Thurmaning it up here. <laughs> he is having so much fun. I mean, I don't want to get too close to the mic, but especially when I'm being this loud. But hi, honey, I'm here to help you bake cookies. Mmm, uh, these cookies. Well, <laughs> she's not downstairs. I think she's upstairs in the shower. You want me to go check on her? <laughs> so 
He's the entire movie. He's just desperately trying to fuck Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. <laughs> I'm just telling him like, "Wow, must suck that he's never around, huh?" Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? Why is this kid so fat? <laughs> is that not the best? Of course, he would have some shitty, spoiled, fat kid son who gets showered in cookies and toys to make. He gets a reindeer. Like he gets an honest to god reindeer. <laughs> he rents a fucking reindeer and gives that speech like. Yeah, I've been watching over a pack. <laughs> what is it? A bunch of deer. I'm gonna let it go live with them. If nature, it's nature. Maybe they'll take it in. Yeah, uh, he's incredible. Yeah, I have to admit that's the thing is like I know Phil Hartman's like a a funny guy and b a really good voice actor. Because my first thought of Phil Hartman isn't in the, isn't this movie. The, my first thought of Phil Hartman is when I would, he would hope not. The, it's not Small Soldiers either. <laughs> well, it's uh, agree to disagree. It's uh, it's actually the Brave Little Toaster. He's the voice of the air conditioner. Oh my god! Did you know that? Not SNL or anything else. I don't watch it's SNL. Is SNL in black and white? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> Nothing about me is fair. Uh, oh God, this fucking cookie thing. And that leads to Arnold saying, Put that cookie down! Which they turned into like a remix song or some shit. That's really embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I also written down, when that one woman's like begging for help, it's like, oh, I've got just the tool for the job. And just stares into the camera. <laughs> oh, He's he, having so much fun. Honestly, it was really fucking creepy the whole time. I was like, maybe because it's 2017 and all the Me Too stuff is coming out. But when he hugs his, when he hugs Arnold's wife, the look on his face. She is not having it. I, she is not having it, but he is having two of it. Like, his fucking <laughs> eyes. Oh, my God. And I was just like, I was kind of looking around. I was like, is this supposed to be played for laughs? Because it's not funny. It's really gross. Oh, when he comes home and Tom Arnold's just on his roof putting up Christmas lights. Uh, uh, Phil Hartman. God damn it, I did it again. Why did I write? Oh, because I, I looked oh. at Arnold on a different one. Oh, there you go. Uh, I'm dyslexic and autistic. <laughs> Plus, you've never had sex. So, oh, never will. I really gotta ask you guys again. How could anyone call this their favorite holiday movie? I don't think anyone's ever called it their favorite holiday movie. How could anyone call this a holiday classic? Maybe if you never watched another Christmas movie in your life. Well, I mean, it's not boring. It's not in black and white. It has the big show in it. Oh, speaking of, so <laughs> I, I how sorry, did how did you know it was the big show? Did you look at the cast list? Look at me. Oh, come on, buddy. You he just Let's entered the, the room and like your ears perked up. The the half dead dog on your lap just looks like I know he's here. Uh, I recognized oh, no. him through. What is it, Parker? Is there a restaurant TV? <laughs> yes, there is, little girl. <laughs> I recognized him through two things. One, I could hear his voice, and uh, two, I saw his hand just completely enclosed on uh, Arnold's. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a big show. Do you just hear him as Captain Insano? <laughs> <laughs> I like the way he punched that midget. He just flew across he the room. He punched Vern Troyer into red mist. That was Vern Troyer? It sure was. Oh, shit, I completely missed that That's one. how you know this movie's PG, because there should have been nothing left of him but little <laughs> elf booties. That's it. Just a hat and shoes. I also didn't recognize that that was Jim Belushi until I read the credits. Until I started singing. You're like, oh, fuck out of here. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. I was just... You know, why not just be respectful to your brother's legacy and not act anymore? I'm going to play the harmonica and talk about how women should be quiet. Great. (laughs) Uh, So, the... I think the only good line in the entire... There was one good line. I don't know if you would agree with me, but I think I, I, it was actually a good line. Uh, so they're running around looking for something or other. I don't even remember. Uh, they go to, like, a radio station. That's what it was. They go to a radio <laughs> station. Martin and Mole and his fucking ponytail. Who? 
comedic genius Martin Mull from I, such movies as I don't know. I didn't. Well, he was in Jiggle All the Way, so he oh, he asked shit, a question yeah, like, right. "That's where I saw who him. can name all of Santa's reindeer?" Uh, Parker, can you do it? <sighs> Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comic, Unit, Darkwoods. Was it the last one, Nixon? Anyway, yes. so how did you do that? I, I even I can't do that. Extreme autism. Holy shit, dude! I'm impressed. I all right. Hey Josh, it's working well for me. Josh, could you uh, could you li- name all of uh, Santa's reindeer? Um. Oh yeah, no. you're Jewish. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, um, sucks to suck, loser. Yeah. So, can you name all of the days, all the eight days on Hanukkah? Uh, Donner and Blitzen. Shut up. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, the line is like, how does he know he uh, Sinbad works for the post office? So he has like a mail bomb, which is. Kind of dark, and uh, he tosses <laughs> right. it at him, and it turns out it's just like a uh, lullaby box or music box, right? And it's like it's kind of like a, a dare. It's just like kind of a dud, and he's like, "Look, I've been kind of stressed out since that zip plus four thing," and I was like, "That's kind of funny because that stresses me out too," you know? <laughs> it's not a great I line, know, but it's like compared to everything children. else, it's really good. Simba references the Rodney King beatings. <laughs> Uh, which also leads later on to it's like, oh, I got a bomb in this package, and then it actually blows up, and I was just like, holy shit, that'd be really I dark. They murdered a dozen cops with a bomb, and it well, that would have at least been a little bit funny. It would have been like dark humor, but instead, no, it it was just like they did like the the Looney Tunes thing where it just blows up. <laughs> it was like, oh, like they're looking at some wily coyote, <laughs> fucking Daffy Duck looking head ass. So. uh... Oh, before that, they go to, like, a, uh, what was it, a mall or something like that, and it's like, oh, oh we're gonna... Mall of America. Yeah, they're gonna, oh, yeah, Mall of America, whoop yeah, the shit. And they raffle it off with, like, uh, with, like, uh, Super Bowls, right? And it's in Bad Takes 2, and one of them gets away, our last to chase it, and it ends in, it ends up in the, uh, hands of a little, uh, uh, what's it, uh, uh... It was a girl. Uh, hang on, let me flip a coin here. Sort of. Uh, it says boy. So, uh, oh, a little boy girl gets it. And, Facts are not your feelings, Libcut. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Arnold has to chase after her, and he gets called a pervert for it. I don't understand why. Pedophile is actually the operative word here. Um, and wait, what else does he do? Where else does he go? No, it's actually called a feeble file. <laughs> uh, but, okay, but where, where else does he go to get, like, the stupid, uh, the, oh yeah, he also beats up a cardboard cutout of Turbo Man. Classic moment from the movie Jingle All the Way. Yeah. I'll remember it forever. Oh, he also tries to steal a uh, Turbo Man doll from Phil Hartman's house. Uh, <laughs> he almost burns his fucking house. <laughs> I know. And, and the worst part is that at the end of it, Phil Hartman says to him, this is one this is one problem we can't bench press your way out of. I was like, that is the last guy I would say that to. <laughs> <laughs> like, if this was written for Arnold Schwarzenegger, someone is going through one of those walls at some point. Exactly. And then, like, he gets chased by the reindeer. It's like a really shitty perspective, too. And oh, it's like, yeah. it looks really lame. You're like, imagine watching this in theaters. You're like really embarrassed. You're looking at your dad. He's just looking at you with disappointment. Like, we had to watch this. Uh, we could have been watching Braveheart. I came here for the big show, not this nonsense. <laughs> the world's largest athlete. <laughs> not for the giant sun. Anyway, then, d- does Arnold punch that thing? He knocks it the fuck out. Yeah, and then he says. You it's know like, that was for the trailer. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a classic Arnold one-liner. You started it, which isn't really that funny. He could have said, like, no male reindeer games, or, like... What the fuck? That's so much better. Or, like, I'll be Buck. 
<laughs> Quit while you're ahead. <laughs> I think I will. The 90s Arnold movies are such garbage. Yeah, uh, so... And then the movie ends. And so we also watched Jingle All the Way too. Okay, fine. I'm oh my god. Well. You forgot I, the entire last half hour where it turns into a fucking nightmare. Oh, it's movie. more than half an hour. I think it might be the entire last hour. Like, it just stops being like, it's... For the first hour, it's kind of grounded realism. Like, isn't that weird? Like, everyone's pointing and laughing. That wouldn't really happen. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's He's believable, you know. But then we get to the end of this movie where he's in the parade and Booger from Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> his booster and he puts on this fucking Tony Stark suit and fights Sinbad who's dressed like fucking Megamind from that weird-ass movie that bombed. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, of course, Sinbad goes to jail. So, Jingle All the Way too. No, features... no, no, you can't skip over this. No, 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 no. I have to be. I have to be I honest. Was... This whole part, I was like, I was taking really detailed notes. When it got to this part, I was like on my phone. I was, no. I was just like, I, what am I going to look at here? So Jake Lloyd is like, what do I need a real Turbo Man for? I got no, no, the no. real thing at home. I was so goddamn mad. This whole yeah. fucking movie, he's just been. The whiniest little shit, because his dad isn't perfect. Like, they live in an incredible house. Everything's oh. fine. They have a fight earlier in the movie where he makes it up to him by saying, Hey, what toy do you want? And then he just recites the commercial word for word. He, after all of this shit, he hands him that toy and he just fucking gives it away. I would put that kid through the fucking ground. <laughs> I was so mad. Uh, I have to admit, I'm kind of on Jake Lloyd's side for not really loving Arnold Schwarzenegger no! as a dad because of that scene towards the beginning of the movie where he comes home after he misses out on the karate graduation thing. We ties that bandana around his head and he does like <laughs> kung fu noises. I was like, boy, this is the lamest thing I've ever seen. My dad went to all my karate tournaments. He's still disappointed in me. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) It means nothing in the long run. I I have to admit, my my dad went to all my uh, wrestling matches, and if he missed even one, I would have let him know, too. I was a little shit. (laughs) Uh, You didn't make it. Oh, you got me a Pokemon card? Well, I guess I love you again, Yeah, it's it's basically the same thing. You know what? I take it all back. So this (laughs) movie, at first, seems like it's going to be a satire. Not a good one, but a satire for, like, consumerism around, you know, Christmas spirit. And in the end... It's it just fully embraces. It's like yes, if you really want your kid to love you, get him the toy that he wants. That's what it's all about. Uh, the next movie we watched was not. Now, if you'll quite, excuse me, like, I have to fly overseas to use this suit to murder. People. <laughs> Why couldn't that be the movie? That would have been better than End of Days. It's recruited by Tony Stark to go fucking murk Iraq. <laughs> uh, no, you mean Superman. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Only one company in the world makes these bullets. It just says Kringle on it. No, it's his mattress company. It's like puts a bullet right through uh, Jimmy's head and says, "You are my favorite customer." <laughs> this is really cool. I love the ending when he's talking to him and they don't recognize his face or his ghoulish voice. Okay. It's like, how could you not recognize an accent? He brings Tony Stark out of that fucking desert compound (laughs) by throwing a boomerang and jetpack around. (laughs) The whole fucking movie is, uh... Hashtag better movie. Well, it's, uh, certainly not good. I mean, that's the thing, is there are so many bad movies. Everyone keeps saying, what, it was, uh, The Santa Claus? Oh, that's, uh... I never actually watched that. 
So. I mean, one, two, or three. With three, starring Martin Short as I'm Gonna Kill Myself. Uh, Oh, is Jack Frost? It's like the fourth Jack Frost movie they made now. Son of a bitch. Okay. Here, you can have Knife Turtle, man. Sorry, what was that, Josh? I would love that fucking panda. Shut up, Ross. Shut, suck my dick. Okay, so uh, that's enough for are you, Josh. Today. Are you watching fucking Smash Brothers? No, that? no. It looked like it, dude. I saw a particle effect. Okay, so um, I would lock that fucking toy in the haunted Annabelle doll case from the end of the Conjuring. That child wouldn't be able to touch it. I'm gonna sit here and just think about him showing up at the radio station and kicking a door into pieces with all grander names at him. <laughs> This movie's good as hell, and you're wrong. I'm sorry. I can't believe you got all the reindeer names too. You should win a Boosdale doll. Functioning alcoholic who works for the federal government because his dad did buy him a toy 40 years ago. Yo, that, by the way, that, that when I asked for your address uh, today on um, on uh, oh, the no. messenger, uh, I I hope you're ready for that booster doll. God fucking damn. It. <laughs> uh, no, I got you something that you're never. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be funny, uh, but uh, okay. anyway. So we did. I can't believe I'm saying this. So I, I found a way to come into access of a certain movie that may or may not be called Jingle All the Way Two, and you had joked about it's like, oh, such a thing doesn't, you know, such a thing, you know, it's got like fucking uh, Larry the Cable Guy. I was like, yeah, right, and then I downloaded it. It's, it's real. Jokes on you! This clickhole title is actually a real movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, really. Um, well, I mean, I could sum it up like this: After Josh and I got done watching, you just yeah, yeah, good luck with that podcast. <laughs> he's still sticking around. I think he's looking at porn or something. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, it's uh, it is about what it sounds like. Uh, there's no. Uh, what was there the memorable moments? Uh, okay, so it Metal basically building. Shut up. So remember how in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? Uh, no. Anyway, so you know how Natalie Wood kind of carried that movie just because oh she's so cute, and so did the girl. They ma- they remade it later on with the girl from Matilda. Um, anyway, it's like, yeah, also, it's like, look how cute and movie. adorable she is. That kind of carries the movie. It's kind of stupid. Uh, Jake Lloyd couldn't really do that in Jingle All the Way because he can't act. So they tried to do it with a girl who played... Turbo Man. Yeah, she called herself Noel. Uh, Josh was like, why is she wearing so much makeup? Then I have to remind him it's a movie. Uh, <laughs> now this stars... No, you can't reach in the TV and touch the people. These are pictures. Yeah. So this stars Larry the Cable Guy and... No one else. So... Uh, it's he's kind of doing a lot of heavy lifting on this movie, and I feel kind of bad for him because you know that's not his real voice, right? Oh yeah, oh trust me. Yeah, I live in the South. These are things I've had to face in my life. Yeah, he's a uh, he doesn't actually he doesn't actually sound like this, you know. Get her done. It's 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 that's all like an act, you know. He this isn't my voice either. I just have to talk like this, or they'll call me queer and be. <laughs> It's it's kind of unfortunate he doesn't even throw out a shout out to Prilosec OTC or anything. So uh, they're sometimes I get the shits. All right, Larry. So the crux of this movie is that he's got a daughter named Noel, and he goes ice fishing and does all the redneck shit with her. And Noel, get it? Like yeah, the I holiday. 
Anyway, so Those things like go mudden and salute the flag. <laughs> there are too many people right here around uh, around my area who like to go mudden. And uh, <laughs> anyway, he's a recent divorcee uh, or divorcee. Shocking. Yeah, I know. And uh, his daughter asked, "Why did you and mom stop being married?" And, and I was just like, "Well, look at him. Uh, <laughs> she's got two dads." She finds me physically repulsive. Yeah. So uh, she's married a new guy who looks like Andre from the League. And, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. He really does. He looks very, very similar. And uh, anyway, they're kind of competitive with their daughter's affections for obvious reasons. I mean, it's their daughter. You know, I want to be her. I want to be her real dad. And uh, not much comes of this. It's really boring. Uh, and then she says, I have a letter I want to mail to Santa. Uh, this presents a controversy for some reason. Uh, she's like, no, you can't open it. And he's about to mail it, and his friend comes by. He's like, "Oh, don't open it!" You know, it's just like I was like, "Why not?" It's it's a letter from my daughter to Santa. You know, it's okay. He's like, "Look, that letter is between her and Santa. I have my letter to Santa right here." He's like, "Oh, he's kind of retarded or something." <laughs> so, anyway, he opens up the the letter, and this is funnier in hindsight now. Uh, but it says, "Dear Santa, for Crimbus, all I want is." <laughs> For Christmas, all I want is uh, Harris. Is it? Was it family to get Harrison? Uh, yeah, family, family to get Harrison. To get a Harrison. To get a Harrison. Yeah. Uh, and it's spelled all wrong. Like she spells Christmas wrong. She doesn't actually spell oh, Christmas. God. What's it supposed to say? Is this a fucking third act yeah, reveal? None, oh, you have if no you idea. I want family to be together again. I'm throwing this laptop out of the room, dude. Josh, he guessed it. God. See, actually, the way I, the, the way, I mean, okay. I was going to say, yeah, it's not Harrison, just yeah. in case. It was, it, we, we, we both knew it wasn't Harrison. It was like, come on, obviously. But, like, she spelled Mommy Christmas with a K, Harrison so I thought Smith maybe she spelled everything else wrong. Yeah, so I thought she was like, I thought what it said was, uh, I want my family to get her a son. And it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, Larry the Cable Guy is going to hook up with a hot blonde and they're going to birth him a child or something like that and she'll have a baby brother. Oh, yeah, check the Discord, by the way. Oh, yeah, check, check the Discord. Uh, I want new dad to give my mom the pipe for Christmas. <laughs> so, anyway, oh, that's my uh, clock chiming right there. I'm not going to cut it out. I don't fucking care. Um, that's the spirit. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I think I'm going to end up cutting it out of the one where I did it with Alex. I was like, come on now. But, uh... So, Harrison is a name of a very popular bear that can repeat back to you, uh, something you say to it, it's, I'm gonna be honest, it kinda looks oh, like a lame bear. Only 20 Sounds years like too late. Sounds like a toy that would've been in the first jingle all the way. Well, it could've been, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, so they decided that, yeah, we'll, we'll get... Teddy Cuxman, my new Now, here's the thing, Larry the Cable Guy only works part-time and is yet somehow able to support himself, I don't know how that works. And the new dad, whose name is Victor Baxter, I'm uh, not making that up, that is Jeez. not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles villain, uh, is very rich. He works for a cardboard box company. Uh, the, <laughs> what the fuck ever? I know, and uh, he... Oh my god, he does look like Andre. He, see, oh, dude, he's in Young Sheldon. Congrats. Shut up. It turns out Victor Baxter's in Young Sheldon, Josh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, he's... Uh, you know, going around, I was like, I'll go get that doll for my, I'll go get that bear for my daughter, get her done! You know, he never actually says it in the movie, but I just feel like that's his punctuation. He uses that instead of a period. And uh, Victor Baxter actually comes up with a fairly cruel plan. He has his psychotic evil assistant uh, go to every single store, I think oh in America, God. and buy up all <laughs> of the bears. 
uh, like pure stock because he's Victor Basher's really rich working at the cardboard box factory and uh, he can afford all the bears so he buys up all these fucking things so that there's no way that uh, Larry the Cable Guy can get his daughter what she wants for Christmas I have to admit saying that out loud is kind of ridiculous keep in mind X went from Larry the the Cable Guy to a multi-millionaire yeah (laughs) yeah and that's my favorite thing is like uh, so uh, Noel tells Victor Baxter that uh, she's like, you're you're so much fun. You're almost as fun as you're almost as much fun as Larry. <laughs> I was like, geez, you're losing out to Larry the Cable name Guy. Basis with her fucking stepdad now. Yeah, no. Not you're almost fun as that. Oh, Hugh and Larry, you'd, you'd make a real odd couple. Oh, Hugh and Lawrence should really try ice fishing. <laughs> There's a couple times where it, I think Larry is very clearly like a couple seconds away from saying. Now listen, Victor, I really want you to get down on one knee and suck on both of my nuts right now. <laughs> anyway, so Pat Hingle, I mean, uh, Larry the Cable Guy decides to oh, keep... Oh, Batman, I have to find the bears. <laughs> he's, he's trying to find the bears, and, uh... Uh... Josh, what what happens next? He finds the, does he uh, find a bear, or he doesn't find the bear? I... He, no, uh, they're all sold out. He, yeah, so. yeah, they they're all sold out. This keeps repeating itself over like and over a lot. Again. He dresses up as the Undertaker, I think. This is a WWE production, and it has fewer WWE superstars than the first jingle all the way. He went bull riding. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So he, not <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't bull riding. It was like electric reindeer riding yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas, and yeah. it keeps cutting to this blonde with ample cleavage cheering him on and like squeezing her boobs together. It's it was, really weird. The DJ was a little cuter. But she Alex. was, you know, she was. Yeah. Um, but I have to admit, it's kind of hard to have any sort of sexual attraction to anyone associated with this movie. <laughs> um, so he's he decides to uh, he's looking at, and the longest time someone sticks on the reindeer is what twenty two seconds, right? So he's like, I gotta find a way to stick on that reindeer. Gotta get that bear because like Grandpa is gonna you know get the bear. So he does what. <laughs> He does what Bill Belichick would do. He decides to cheat. He decides to glue his ass to the reindeer. And he ends up sticking on there for 31 seconds. I think it's kind of trippy. Like, the, the guy pays him to, like, make it go faster, but instead it goes even slower somehow. It's like a Pink Floyd music video. Anyway, 31 seconds, he ends oh, up so winning. Oh, sucks. Sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you personally. I'm going to call my dad. <laughs> This is twice that. Yeah, so was kneeling. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, fucking uh, what what happens next? So yeah, so he he wins. He gets first place, but first place place wasn't that stupid bear. It's a it's a romantic trip to the Poconos. He's like, now what am I going to do in the Poconos? And I was just like, God bless America. This I have a question old. for you. What does he ever once call the Poconos Pocahontas? <laughs> I need doesn't. you to tell me. Oh, no, he doesn't do that. I was ready uh, to slit my own throat. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm sorry. Oh man, the director of <laughs> Jingle All the Way Two was also the director of Chairman of the Board. Holy with carrot top! Jesus Christ! There's so many Gadget bad movies. Too. And Beverly Hills Chihuahua Two and Doctor Doolittle Million Dollar Mutts. You're on a fucking roll this week, Chris. <laughs> you you do realize that our next movie is going to be like Hitchcock or something? I can't make the same mistake twice. Incorrect. Hitchcock. Yeah, Hancock. The you see what I have to put up with? He's sitting in, in my By furniture. That's my father's chair. I should get like a fucking you know flag somewhere. You better stand for that thing. Anyway. Apropos of nothing, I'm going to make you watch that Will Smith Orc Cop movie. <laughs> That's a real thing. Oh, 
written by Max Landis and directed by David Ayer of Suicide Squad fans. Oh. I'm going to make you fucking blow your brains out for this. I certainly will. Uh, boy, oh, howdy. That sounds horrendous. I'll send you the trailer. Oh, Max Landis? He's really good. Well, I just don't know if I'll have time to watch it. I've got lots of other <laughs> things to watch, such as Good Girls Revolt. <laughs> Been working on that one, huh? Uh, anyway, so... Uh, oh, yeah, so, okay, so he goes to uh, the factory, right? Because he has, he has an idea that's like, Hey, who's got a lot of money been buying up all the bears? So he goes to the cardboard box Are factory. Are you glossing over it. him getting tricked by a kid as the <laughs> undertaker? That's a daily occurrence. Yeah, tricked by life. a child. Josh, this happens oh, to you. swindled me. <laughs> <laughs> that dagbug kid just swindled me. <laughs> I want my two dollars back. Koreans. <laughs> What do you mean, find the damn peanut? It's under that coconut gel right there. <laughs> Did he get street hustled by a child? Uh, actually, it's it's uh, not that inaccurate. So he goes... Actually, you know, the premise is something I really can't skip over. You're right, Josh. So uh, he's like... He, he sees a local TV advertisement. Because people still watch local news in 2014, I guess. And uh, it's like... Oh, there's this children's hospital for the sick and poor and disadvantaged and terminably ill or something like that. And look, we'll be giving away a fucking... Santa Claus, sorry. We'll be giving away a fucking uh, Harrison bear. So he dresses up as the Undertaker, I think. Uh, I mean, they're going to be meeting him soon enough, aren't they? I guess. And they're all dying. He shoves his way past all the kids and plops himself right on Santa's ample lap. And says, look, man, I really need me one of them Harrison Bears. He's like, look, just take one of those Japanese dolls or whatever. He's like, no, I really want one of them Harrison Bears. And, oh, God, I must have always been acting up. If you don't get that bear to me right now, you're going to need a Roto-Rooter to get rid of us. like, fine, take the damn bear. I was like, thank God that scene's over. So he walks out. I hope this large adult child doesn't shit himself on So he walks out of this beautiful church, you know, to uh, just with the bear in his ah, got something for my daughter. And some boy comes up, who's very clearly too old for this stupid-looking bear. And, uh... Oh, that reminds me of another scene I'm gonna have to, like, talk about. And, uh... The kid, very obviously, is like, Oh, well, my mother needs an operation, and my father's in jail for trying to steal enough money to pay for it. Well, hopefully I can live long enough for next Christmas. And Santa always seems to forget about me all of them. And then, of course, he's... Larry's like, here, take my bear. The kid's like, ah, he sucker runs away. And Larry nearly assaults this kid, dressed as... The Undertaker. Um, Larry's alternate plan was if a different kid got the toy, he was just going to snuff him out right there in their bed. Probably. <laughs> Too weak to fight back. <laughs> Probably. Rest in peace. Anyway, uh, Larry, Larry's very upset. He's been working very hard for this bear. I think it's quite similar to the last movie where it all takes place over 24 hours. And he starts to hallucinate. Uh, and he hallucinates that the bear is uh, Larry the Cable Bear or something like that. Oh, and then there's a Victor Bear or something like that. It is really weird. I it was like Larry the Loser Dad Bear. Oh yeah, they, like they literally say the words Larry the Loser Dad Bear. Yeah, I know. This is, like, very obviously directed DVD. Who do you think bought this movie? Man, this sounds very shitty, you guys. I'm so sorry. Two dads, one mission, double the holiday fun. Would you agree, Chris? No. Anyway, so it's like... <laughs> so it, all it makes me think about is, like, who who would be, like... Oh man, I love the original. I got the... I decided to get the sequel for my daughter, Lulabelle. 
This is definitely the Blade Runner 2049 that's <laughs> coming late to critically acclaimed movies. This is this is very much for the Walmart crowd. You know, the Target has a higher priced, uh, high class sequels. So exactly, uh, I guess I don't know. I I cannot possibly imagine. By the way, this Josh's phone going off. We we like to have a little bit more professionalism for this mic that's very obviously picking me up a little bit too loud. Uh, Please turn down your phone and stop saying anti-Semitic things on my... <laughs> Josh, uh, special request from Parker. Please turn down your phone and stop saying anti-Semitic things on Mike. <laughs> uh, again, Josh is Jewish, so... I mean, that doesn't actually make it any better, fine. so... They don't know that. My friend's Jewish, too. <laughs> well, I, I said it earlier when I was just like... <laughs> my best friend's a Jew. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he goes to the, to the cardboard box factory, which... Yeah, fine, whatever. And uh, he gives the the package to this woman, and it's there's just a lettuce there. There's just a head of lettuce in there. And he says to her, hey, by the way, you go to the bathroom? Because oh, I really need to go. Burt. And that was just... <laughs> <laughs> that was a part where Josh and I just couldn't stop laughing for a bit. Because, like, seriously, it's just, like, a really close shot of his face. It just goes, Burt. Burt. <laughs> I, I, I really do... <laughs> I'm like, that was his fucking bit right there. After a bit, a whole lot of his one-liners are just, like, really bad. Like, I've seen Larry the Cable Guy uh, stand-up, and a voice like that, I I know he's a funny guy. I know that there's, like, a... Incorrect. No, you don't understand. In Cars 3, (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. Uh, I can't wait to mater all over my tummy when we're done recording. (laughs) Toe Mater, get it? Every time you mention it making a fart noise, I just think of Mike's closet. You just keep hitting the fucking home run, Larry! <laughs> you you kind of realize, it's like, these trailer park moms and dads watching this movie with their kids probably love that line. Oh, look at that funny moment with the reindeer. Reminds me of the first movie. Actually, I don't even know if there's Continuity, that's what I'm or, here for. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the Larry Cinematic Universe. So the the people started. I'm um, buying the Infinity Stones to go back in time and buy the Harrison Bear. <laughs> I ate my life. Oh no! Wait, oh, what was his name? Oh fuck! What was the bad guy from fucking Justice League? <laughs> Steppenwolf. Oh, Steppenwolf. <laughs> Steppenwolf. So Steppenwolf stole another one of the bears. <laughs> we weren't even looking. <laughs> hey, where's the bathroom? I gotta clean out my boom tube. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm upset at how hard that made me laugh. <laughs> that, why was that cut from the movie? Anyway, um, <laughs> we want Zack Snyder's original cut where Larry the Cable Guy farts and shit. <laughs> and one is gritty, dark vision where he shits all over the place. Okay, so anyway, so he and. Where he says in Mother Box, he goes, hey, get it 18,000 <laughs> times. <laughs> he sees like the, the, the glass of piss on the desk he's just like I tell you what about that some bitch right there <laughs> um, <Jesus Christ. laughs> anyway so he gets locked in a warehouse with uh, Victor Their Baxter name is Robert Paratini yeah, and get it? anyway they're locked in there That's with fun. all of their ill gotten bears and uh, they start using them as like nunchucks and stuff like that and fucking Victor this is the second Jiggle All The Way movie in a row where someone's doing like the fake kung fu noises, which, by the way, is the most insulting thing ever. Um, 
as a student of the martial arts myself, I don't care for it. Yeah, it's. I have to admit, I I uh, I did karate for one day when I was a kid, but I had. I went through it for many years, and I played a lot of tech, and, I, and I won't be patronized, but these white slugs. I know. I, I went in there, and I have to admit, I had really bad ADD, and I was really young, so I couldn't pay attention to anything. So I just, I thought the point of karate was to yell "hi ya" as loud as possible, and it's a wonder <laughs> I wasn't asked not? to come back. So, uh, hey, you got your black belt. Congratulations, you did it. Get the fuck out. <laughs> they called me a white belt because I was dressed in jeans and a t shirt. So, <laughs> they call me cracker belt. <laughs> fun of my ashy elbows. It's disgusting. I'll never go back. So, uh, they, they're locked in this warehouse, and no one's coming back to the warehouse for two days. Immediately, Josh and I are like, well, use your cell phones. It's 2014. We know you have them. It's metal building. And also, yeah. so it's 2014, right? Yeah. Is Amazon not a thing in this nightmare universe? Why is this a movie? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're putting a lot more thought into this than I did. Uh, Hey, man, get her done. Yeah, get her done. And uh, they, anyway, they can't make any calls because it's a metal building. Fucking whatever. I know. And then this is the worst part about it. It's like, we gotta find some way to get it out of there. We gotta find some way to repair your reputation. So what they do is they just take uh, one of the... What, what is it? What do they use? A forklift. Yeah, they take a forklift and they just <laughs> barrel their way out of there. Oh yeah, just a forklift lying around. They just around. break through a wall. It's that easy. <laughs> this whole movie's a waste of fucking time. It's just The Shining where he gets locked in the meat cooler and that ghost lets Larry out. I was really hoping that was what was going to happen. <laughs> Fucking Larry. So anyway, then he goes to the literature club and Yuri is really into... Oh, wait, there. Sorry, never mind. Wrong story. So uh, he uh, he dresses up Victor as... Just going to bash your fucking brains. Yeah. Victor, uh, he dresses up Victor as Santa Claus to repair his reputation and give Harrison Bears to the entire town. Although, based on what we saw earlier, it seems like everyone in the sticking town has a Harrison Bear, except for Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, but nobody had one. They were all angry that they couldn't get one Yeah. at the town meeting. Uh, anyway. It was a town meeting about a goddamn stuff. Bear. No, it was a it was a town meeting because it was like the lighting of the Christmas tree. Look, if you grew up in a small oh. town like me, then it's like, come on. Uh, Do you all like hold hands and sing the Whoville song? <laughs> that was about, yeah, that's what we, that's what we do. But also, no. Hey, anyway. Uh, so what we do is, uh, you know, they they repair the reputation. Then they gather in Larry's trailer, and uh, oh my God. I'm not kidding. And uh, they get her the bear, which is weird, right? Isn't it? Isn't it weird, Josh? It's like an income. It's it's a, a lack of continuity there because Santa. Who is her dad? She says, thanks, Santa, and it's her dad, who's not even disguising his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gives her the bear, and you're just like, well, okay, so she has the bear, right? She has the bear. She gets home, she opens up her presents, all wrapped up, and it's another Harrison bear. And she's like, oh, thanks, I guess. They're like, well, first of all, she already had one. I wasn't so sure that that was her at the... the, I think it's just a different girl, then. Yeah, that's what I thought, but it's hard to tell. How many children does this man have? kids wearing jackets look the same. Ask for more. Yeah, anyway, it was kind of weird. So, uh, anyway, they're like, what, didn't you say you want it in your letter to Santa? She's like, you told me you wouldn't open that letter to Santa. Now I have to kill you. Oh, wait, that was a different movie. So, uh, they're like, oh. Naughty. And they just straight... And then they uh, they just straight up lie to her about how they uh, opened up the letter, right? Right, Josh? They were just lying. They were just like, oh, yeah, yeah we found tried it on to the tell ground, opened it story. up. Yeah. yeah, so they just fucking lied to the kid. That's awesome. I love it. And they're just like, yeah, but says the Harrison. She's like, no, no. I, I, I wanted this all to be 
And then they look at the letter. And, okay, Parker, you <laughs> called it out 45 minutes ago. Fuck Together yeah. as one. However... I am smart the, that child. The, the movie thinks that we're really stupid... Because it, 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 it zooms in on the letter, and it moves all the letters around so that it looks like together. That's <laughs> the funniest part of the movie, easily. All it is, is just moving the letters closer together. To get her asinine, I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> yeah, anyway, he's like, well, wouldn't you know it? Actually, the, the one good line is when they're stuck in that warehouse, and Larry the Cable Guy says, Listen, if I could get out of high school, I can get out of here. <laughs> I, I thought that was alright uh, Anyway then the movie ends And uh, Josh started laughing at me No Sinbad <laughs> uh, So uh, overall Would the movie be better with Sinbad in it? Yeah the Sinbad version is somehow better than this <laughs> The Zack Snyder's Sinbad cut <laughs> <laughs> uh, So Yeah this movie Boy these both these movies fucking suck If you like either one of these movies then fuck you I'm sorry, I'm not well, in a I good like place right one. now, alright? I wouldn't say I liked the first one, but I enjoyed my time with it a lot more than I expected. Well, to. more than you would have with this fucking version. Where Jake Lloyd is fucking screaming up and down about oh, Turbo yeah. Man. I was ready to shut it off and text you like, Oh, something came up, man. <laughs> oh, I hurt my leg, I can't record. Well, you know, it's it, the good news is that I'll never, ever, ever go back and watch it. If I have a kid who's like, yeah, Dad, you like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'd be like, no, you know what, I'd rather watch Red Sonia. If you reproduce, then you will have broken our creed, and we'll have to have a discussion. <laughs> well, you know, we, we've been talking, we need a third member, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> our little content form. <laughs> Alright, so uh, what's the next movie? Is that Star Wars 8 time, or what? Actually, is it? Is it? Uh, is that come out this weekend? Oh god, I hope not, I'm not ready. Oh good, me neither. Oh what, you have to get your body ready or something? You have to sync up your midi-chlorians and watch episodes 4, 5, and 6, and 1, 2, and 3, and 7? <laughs> no, that'd be stupid. <laughs> I think you have another week until then. Oh, thank goodness. Well, I have another Christmas movie we can watch. I will run this one by you, and if you have okay. a better suggestion, then we will go with your suggestion. All right, let's hear yours. How about The Grinch? <laughs> Fuck yourself, no, I'm not watching <laughs> you goddamn You fucking <laughs> told me that it, that would be like an hour-long conversation right there. God damn it, fine. Do you, wait, do you have I a... I didn't have any Christmas movies. You don't have anything... Do you have anything else? I in, only have... I only have Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 for actual... Oh, yeah, that's our actual... Wait, when Wait, when does uh, Star Wars come out? Uh, next weekend. Next weekend, okay. So okay, so we got Grinch, then Star Wars, then Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay. This won't be a complete Then we kill ourselves and, so we don't have to watch Han Solo. And then it all ends. <laughs> so, uh... Merry Krimbus, everybody. Uh, we're gonna keep... <laughs> Yule damn tide, my friends. Yule damn tide. That's that's uh, that's it from Parker and Chris. Josh, you got anything to say? <laughs> okay. Down in the workshop, all the elves were making toys for the good Gentile girls and the good Gentile boys. When the boss busted in, nearly scared him half to death. Had a rifle in his hands and cheap whiskey on his breath. From his beard to his boots, he was covered with ammo. Like a big fat drunk, disgruntled Yuletide Rambo. And he smiled as he said, with a twinkle in his eye, Merry Christmas to all, now you're all gonna die. The night Santa went crazy. The night Saint Nick went insane. 
Well, the workshop is gone now. He decided to bomb it. Everywhere you'll find pieces of Cupid and Comet. And he tied up his helpers. And he held the elves hostage. And he ground up poor Rudolph into reindeer sausage. He got Dancer and Prancer with an old German Luger. And he slashed up Dasher just like Freddy Krueger. And he picked up a flamethrower and a barbecue blitzer. And he took a big bite and said it tastes just like chicken. Well, let's start again. Hey, Alex, we watched two movies today. What were they? I I actually do remember what they were. Oh. The Island of Dr. Moreau. I don't know what that a is. A blockbuster from 1996. I definitely was not on my phone when we were watching this. Starring, really? You missed Marlon Brando as the Great White Hope? Boy, he was great and he was white. Oh, boy. And I hoped I can see more of him. <laughs> and also, Val Kilmer. Was- which this oh, movie? Oh wow! Oh, this this movie is this the Val Kilmer, Kilmer movie? Because I, I think this is the Val Kilmer movie, the and Val he's Kilmer been in so movie. many great ones. Obviously, he is probably his actual best movie. And Tombstone's good, and Batman. For, oh, I know that movie blows. <laughs> but oh, Island of Doctor Moreau. Oh my goodness gracious, Dad's bodacious. He is the draw of this movie. He is the one shining bright spot in a miasma of sadness so the the main reason that we watched this is a we needed something to do when you came over mm. but primarily you'd given me some backstory on this that was really intriguing could you, could you relate this story again to me um well 
as it turns out, Val Kilmer made the entire production as miserable as he possibly could. I don't remember... You figured out why. I don't remember exactly why. But Val Kilmer apparently was such a pain in the ass to work with that Feruza Balk, star of the craft and my uh, personal lady crush from the late 90s, um, hated the production so, so much that she jumped in a limo and drove hundreds of miles away to the nearest large city because they were filming, like, Africa and refused to come back to set until Val Kilmer was let go. And somehow they managed to, you know, wrap her back in, but apparently it was just that terrible. Oh, jeez. Well, that's the thing is I did do my research on this. And ordinarily, when you hire an actor like Marlon Brando, you're going to be prepping for some difficulties. Marlon Brando had a very widely known reputation as being completely unworkable with. That's the technical term for it. Yeah. And I, when you told me that it's like, oh yeah, production was terrible, I was like, yeah, I bet Marlon Brando was a complete fat ass on set. You're like, no, 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 this one was Val Kilmer. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not wrong. He was a complete fat ass on set. Oh yeah, he was He was about as much of a child as you can imagine. He's just one giant circle. <laughs> yeah, he, he pretty much was. Yeah, he came down there and he spent all the time in his trailer, which was mm-hmm. air conditioned while everyone else had to be out on the sweltering heat in the jungle. Uh, He's and, brilliantly a fet, though. Yeah, I love so it. the the real the the reason that they got Val Kilmer in there is he had been in you know some other good movies, Tombstone and not Willow. That's not good okay. Movie. Literally yeah. the year before he had done Batman Forever, and as and you he, said, and he he was even better. As you said, he did a passable job as Batman. Yeah, as Bruce passable. Wayne, less than passable. He, but for twenty some years, that was my personal favorite Batman. Because I had a nasty crush on Jim Carrey that did not quit for a long time. Uh, we'll, I fully admit this. We'll, we'll get her handler on this. But mm-hmm. anyway, the, the, so they had to get him in. And then he signed on. He was like, look, I need work. I'm, I'm just Val Kilmer right now. But after Batman <laughs> Forever, he wasn't just he was Val the, Kilmer. He, he was Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Yeah. You know, so he, you know, they were like, they needed him more than he needed them. And then he read the script and he was just like, nah, we're, we're not. We, we can't no. do this. And they were like, uh too bad we have to kind of force you here you can't just leave this you know ironclad contract sort of thing and he's like fine at least i get to work with my idol marlon brando marlon brando's like who the fuck is this kid working with me and so he's so he's on the set and marlon brando at some point during the production i don't know when but i think it was early on found out that his daughter died that was um I'm pretty I sure it was early on right it was toward no. It was towards the middle of production. He had to like take off for a little while because he found out that his daughter had killed herself. So basically, this is kind of like the Brett Favre dad game for okay. for Marlon Brando. Uh, but on the other hand, you you got Val Kilmer. It's like, oh, why was he being such a dickhead? I think it was two days before production began, he turned on the TV and found out his wife was divorcing him. <laughs> so he was two days late to production. He was like, oh, what was going on? And he was just non-communicative. Apparently on set, he was about as bad as you describe. He was just totally uncooperative. Yeah. And uh, you know that, that blue rap I noticed on his elbow? Yes. Look it up the IMDb trivia thing. And everyone was like, what the fuck was up with that blue rap? <laughs> he was just like, yeah, it's part of my character. They're just like, what the fuck? You-? Okay, fine, whatever. Sure. Uh, Marlon Brando described this production. I like how we haven't even talked about the movie or anything yet we haven't uh, even talked about one of the other characters well, the, we, the other major character that's in this movie we will we will get to that yeah uh marlon brando described the production as trying to fill out a crossword puzzle while falling down an elevator shaft so 
good movie. Now, before <laughs> we get into the movie and all, all that comes with it, I will relate my <laughs> the, the thing that I know this movie for best of all. There was a radio guy I used to listen to. I think his name was like Paul Shanklin. He used to do the best impressions. I mean, you guys hear like Mel Blanc and Jimmy Durante and uh, uh, what's the other guy's really? Frank Caliendo, do, they all do really great oh, impressions. Yes. But Paul Shanklin does the best ones and they're all like political ones. He could do a better Bill Clinton than Bill Clinton could do. <laughs> and he had one where he would do the best Ross Perot impression I've ever heard. It was <laughs> magical. And he called it, he had this old series like The Island of Dr. Perot. And it was like, oh, get in there for the rest of the volunteers. And it's like, because you remember Ross Perot's uh, campaign was very much about all the campaign volunteers and, you know, stealing votes away from, was it Bob Dole who's running back then? Yeah. Don't care. Uh, and th- that's what I do. It's like, okay, maybe maybe this Island of Dr. Moreau movie is really good. No. <laughs> It's not. So, Good Burger was also another movie. No, I'm no, just no, we're not. We're not done. <laughs> yeah, we're not uh, done with Dr. Moreau. Yet. Uh, Moreau is based on the 1896 novel by H.G. Wells, one of the most uh, famous science fiction novelists of all time. Easily. Yeah, and he's, he's up there with A.E. Van Vogt and Hugo Gernsback, etc. And <laughs> isn't he? Is he not? No, I'm. I'm sure. I just haven't heard those other names. I'm not much of a site anyway. Well, he's also know, up a there bad, with Harlan Ellison, oh, and he he was you know really good. And, you know, he's got his other works in there, but this is one that's been in the work for some time. A hundred years later, some other guy whose name I don't recall wrote a story. He's like, "Yeah, I love the story. Here's my dream script about it." And the student read it, and they loved it. Val Kilmer, you know, he read it and he hated it, and he was like, "Ah, you have to be in the movie anyway." So uh, <laughs> they're like, "And you get to direct?" He's like, "Oh boy, my own movie!" And they go out there, he shoots some scenes, and the studio hates it. Val Kilmer is just like straight up not acting. <laughs> so Big they, surprise. And the studio is just like, okay, we're going to have to kick your your ass off the set. You know, we got to get in a new guy. The, the, the original director and, again, the writer, the adapter, sneaks back onto the set and disguises himself as one of like the dog people or whatever. And he's in the entire movie in the background somewhere. So... It's it's not that it's not that I don't believe it. It's just like it's not significant. He would have had to go. No, he would have had to go through makeup at some point. Oh yeah, I think he just stayed in that makeup the entire time. <laughs> Which, by the way, in the sweltering jungle heat, no, that doesn't make no. a lick of sense, Chris. I understand. Thank Probably you, Alex. Not. But so the story is actually kind of easy to explain. Uh, this guy gets washed up on oh who knows another deserted island, but it's not deserted. There's a famous biologist oh, yeah. or whatever, and he's turning people into animals and animals into people. And it's like a big controversy for some reason. I don't see anything wrong with it. But so the guy's like, oh, I, I should probably leave or whatever. And uh, the doctor's just like, I kind of wish you wouldn't, you know. <laughs> so, you know, the, the movie progresses from there. And I have well, to admit, I mean, going in. I mean, to be, to be fair, and I'm just like, I'm giving this movie way too much credit. Um, there probably isn't a whole lot of boat traffic. And they probably would have had to call a boat in especially because they came in with like a shit ton of rabbits and a jaguar. You know, all the things that you need to make sure that you're prepared on an island full of uh, animal people. Well, it makes sense because you stick the needle into, like, the jaguar person. You take their Uh, DNA and you put it into, like, a human being and somehow movie magic happens and they turn into one of the people from Cats. I... The musical. I think they were born that way. On Broadway. Oh, God. So, okay, so put in the Lady Gaga song right here. I can show you the process. No, I'm not going to do that. Anyway. Shut up. (laughs) God, Christ. This was a mistake to bring you here. Never trust 3D. So... Wow, well, yeah. that, that's better than where I thought you were going to go with it. <laughs> Did you say never trust a thought? No. Wow. That would be thoughtless. <laughs> <You> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'm oh, we're going getting home. De- we're getting derailed here. We're getting derailed. Jesus. Uh, back to where we were. Sorry, my, my clock interrupted me. Uh, there, there's controversy on the island. I have to admit, I thought the main character was going to be Val Kilmer. I thought he was going to no. be the guy who washes up on the island, and he has to use a gun or something to defeat Marlon Brando. First of all, Marlon Brando doesn't come into the movie until, like, what, three and a half hours into the movie or something? It's not that long. Now, the movie is less than 100 minutes, but it feels like... It's interminable. A uh, hundred thousand minutes. Yeah. Uh, it keeps on going. I think I was like, what, five minutes in? I was like, is this over it, yet? <laughs> it, is si- it is simultaneously uh, absolutely interminable and moves way too quickly to properly tell the story that it's trying to tell. Oh, that's definitely true. I think, guys, go back and read the original story. The original story is actually pretty good. It's, a, it's not too long. Yeah, it's it's not long. It, it, again, it kind of reminds me of, like, The Most Dangerous Game, which is one of my yeah, favorite Yeah, but, stories. like, five minutes on the island, David Thewlis, who, by the way, is the other person that we haven't mentioned yet because there is really no reason to mention him, aside from the fact that he... Very clearly did not want to be on the movie, not even for a second. Uh, yeah. He's on he's on the island for all of five minutes before he finds the uh, giant sciency birthing bed where they deliver some sort of horrible alien monster creature. Yeah, why does it look so lame? Remember 1982, The Thing? It was fucking 14 years before this, and The Thing looks incredible. This because movie they looks spent all, they spent all of that money on the bipedal rats. Oh, God, that <laughs> looked... Horrendous. Oh man, you remember how bad? Do you remember how bad the Jumanji CG was? Go back and watch it. It's really terrible. Turns out it's just as bad as this movie. Well, yeah, I have to admit. I think it, they like, came out around the same time. You kind they, of sound, na- they, they look about as terrible. Yeah, you kind of nailed about David Thewlis, who is on the island for all of ten minutes before both the actor also, and wait, the character have he's, he's completely also, had too much. He's also known as Professor Lupin. I, I think you mean. Which is really funny because you know werewolves. The whole island is full of where. Anyway, I never read Twilight. I'm saying anyway, that they also... cast him because of the island of Doctor Moreau and the great job that he did. In oh, it. I sh- if that's what you call a great job. Now, first of all, no one in this movie acts. No one in this movie <laughs> well, gives. Well, a... tries. Tries what? She, she tries a little bit. No, she doesn't. She, uh, she no misses. One... That's and cries. So do I. And L- and no. is and is and 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 is sad sometimes. About what? Brando's not trying. First of all, Brando is very movie. Brando at this point is like a hundred million years old, so he's just like <laughs> the entire time he's just like, Oh, I really hope you would not overreact to these hell beasts that are swarming all over you. And, and, and one guy who is trying. There is one guy, Val Kilmer. Oh, I was oh, gonna say boy, his, he is trying. I was gonna say his little red tiny monster friend. Oh my god. Can we he's talk red, about that? Tiny monster friend Who the hell is that guy? That guy should be in more shit. I, you know, I think he is. You know, he probably is. He. It's it's the kind of thing where you block it out of your mind because you you you, see you forget that, guy, that people can like, look like that. And immediately you're just like, I want to be friends with that guy. Yeah. I was like, is it's like he shakes his hand with like the little finger in the. I know. Oh, oh, his hand. His hand is the size of David Thewlis's finger. And it's he's so like cute. he's like playing the fake piano. Oh, there. I know with like, the little oh, claw. Get that guy in a movie. Oh, Can you imagine yeah. if that guy was in Heat instead of Val Kilmer? He had a tail. So, Val... Oh, we gotta talk about Val Kilmer. Let's just get right well, to the movie, because there's not a whole lot of plot is... we're gonna talk about. No, it's not... Not most of this movie is Val Kilmer. Despite most of this movie there not says, being a whole lot of Val Kilmer, most of this movie is about Val Kilmer. No, most of this movie is David Thewlis just looking like, oh, God, why did I sign on for this? Why well, couldn't I be in a rom-com? I, I know, but Val Kilmer decided to, at some point, give it the old college try. I, uh... I, College try? Community yeah, you know. college try, yeah. perhaps? Yeah. You know, frat boy college try. Uh, whatever this is. Now, 
The kind where he knows he's getting an A no matter what because he plays a sport. Yeah, there, there's a, a whole lot that's... Sorry about that. <laughs> Boy, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, okay, we're going to make sure we have that. Uh, at, at some point, it's like for the first half of the movie, Val Kilmer is just kind of there. You're just like, oh, that is Val Kilmer. And he's just, he is acting very subtly off. There's something about where you're looking, it's like, there is something off. And like, I have to admit, the movie plays its hand a little too hard, a little too early, where it says, oh, I'm not really a doctor, I'm more of a veterinarian. Or it's like, yeah, they're real animals out here. She's a pussycat. Oh, it's a jungle out there. Oh, wait, actually it is. But it's (laughs) like, there's, there's a whole lot of like animal things. It's like, hey, get it and it's like even if you haven't read the original 1896 novel and who among us hasn't it, you would still understand it's like okay i i could kind of gather from the trailer almost certainly what's going on and then something in val Kilmer's brain goes like that and <laughs> i don't know what he's doing but he is doing it harder than anyone has ever done anything or anyone else before because at one point and i i looked at the trivia this is true he asked marlon brando permission to do this he starts doing a Marlon Brando impression, and this is Marlon Brando as the Godfather. So clearly, Val Kilmer's never seen any other Marlon Brando movies, no. and in fact, did not interact very much with Marlon Brando, because the entire time, he's just like talking like, oh, so you've come to my island without permission on the day of my daughter's wedding with no offering. To the company, to the family. I, to be fair. Alex. To be fair. Alex. It is incredibly rude to interrupt <laughs> when he is speaking on these terms. He has not even seen Viva Zapata. He has not even seen a streetcar named Desire on the waterfront or the Godfather part. Wait, I wasn't in that one. I hasn't even seen Apocalypse Now, but the director clearly has. Because this is basically Apocalypse Now, but with animal freaks. I was going to say Marlon Brando was doing an approximation of himself for this movie. Uh, a very poor one. <laughs> well, it's... yeah. I mean, if your kid dies while you're on set, I can't I, imagine well, you First of all, much again, of it is the Brett Favre dad game where uh, you shouldn't even be out there to begin with. Mm. Uh, she's a hardcore Packers fan. So basically, I mean, when I watch uh, Val Kilmer out there... I, I can tell that he is trying to be as goofy as possible, and he succeeds. He is. This is the mm-hmm. goofiest performance I've seen since Batman and Robin. But have you have you seen Top Secret? I don't think I have. Really? Yeah. Like watch Top Secret. Well, it's like Airplane, but with Val Kilmer. Yes, ma'am. Anyway, <laughs> I, but Marlon Brando, you know what he looks like? Tired. Uh, tired of making movies. Yeah. Tired of being in this fucking jungle. And Tyra said, well, I guess I need the contract. So, and, and yeah, because Marlon Brando needs work. I Apparently he did. I don't think he would sign on for this otherwise. Unless uh, maybe he was a big fan of H.G. Wells. Who knows? But hey. overall, the movie is worth watching entirely for Val Kilmer. Yeah, I would don't say watch so. it for uh, David Lewis or what it was? David, David Thewlis? Thewlis. David Thewlis. Also known as the God of War from Wonder Woman. Do you love that mustache? Yeah. Yeah, it looks kind of like yours. Boop, boop. Well, it's been fun recording. I'll make sure not to save this. Uh, so this whole time we're like, yeah, let's just stay in and watch movies at my place. We couldn't possibly go out to a theater and watch a good movie like Lady Bird or Three Billboards or Coco again. Uh. No, instead we, were, we got bored as hell and we decided let's look at Netflix. What could possibly go wrong? No, here's here's what happened, Internet. <laughs> 
I came in. I came in. For, we came in from getting Chinese food, and not five minutes later, he was like, let's watch the island of Dr. Moreau, because that's a great idea and totally not a waste of our time. <laughs> Although, to be honest, like, I'd seen it before, and I saw it specifically for Val Kilmer, because I knew that Val Kilmer was in it. That's the whole reason why I saw it. And, uh... I mean, like, I watched it again. It's still, I'm, I'm kind of sore of bad movies. Let's watch it again. Evidently, so am I. It's just that Parker <laughs> makes me watch both of them. Um, well, this one isn't Parker's fault. No, uh, I don't even know if he's heard of it. But it is a horror movie. Um, uh, it's never scary. But in that it is a horror to watch. I mean, I think it's it would be classified as a horror if you put it in there. But it's, ne- again, it's never really scary. No. You know, it never really makes you say, oh, no. I mean, it has a moment yeah, gore, of, a bit of, of being unsettling, but well, that's really that's, that's mostly because Marlon Brando's wearing a sock on his head. Uh, oh my god! No, it's actually an ice bucket. It, no, 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 no—the the, the the white sock that he pulls over his oh, face. Oh, that shit! When yeah. he goes outside. Okay, at this point, uh, Marlon Brando. Because at one point, Val Kilmer's wearing it too. I okay, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but there is a point in the movie where uh, Marlon Brando just decides that he would uh, put on an ice bucket. It was really hot out yes. there. And they pour ice into the top of it. I'm not bullshitting. No. He just puts an ice bucket on top yeah. of his head and says, look, yep, pour in the ice. He's really creepy with a girl who plays his daughter, too. So just want to say that. So Good Burger for the third time. We no. are going to get to this. So oh, Keenan right. and Kel, remember them? Me neither. Star hey! with Excuse Sinbad. Star One of them Shazam. is on SNL, I'm just saying. I don't even know what that is. Wow. And it's some sort of wow. fucking Nickelodeon kids movie with Dan Schneider. SNL? Uh, Sunday Night Lipball? I don't know. And it, I'm, okay, I'm kidding. It's, wow. it's Saturday Night Live. Are you kidding me? It's really... I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to make a, a reference to the whole Ross Perot thing because one of the... In, like, the first season of all that, which, you know, that's where... Kim yeah, they had, like, a little kid, start. yeah. Yeah, the youngest, the youngest girl, who I believe at some point did porn. Isn't that funny? Um... Did a spot on we're, Ross We're going to get her handler. Did a spot on Ross <laughs> It was a, It was a decent Ross Perot. I'm yeah, telling you, Paul Shankly really did her was. one better. Uh, <laughs> $4 million. Or so, well, whatever. <laughs> so, so I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. If we've learned anything from politics, is that you can elect a, a rich, uh, kind of crazy businessman to be leader of the free world. And it usually works out well. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, Sinbad's in this for some idiotic reason. Uh, because it was the 90s. The plot. It was a kid's movie in the 90s. Uh, Kel works at Good Burger. He sells burgers to people, and Keenan gets in a car accident and has to work there over the summer. And There's another burger place across the street with this German guy running it. And they mm, were like, let's uh, yeah. make big burgers. And, and they like, well, and if the, we make good burgers, and that one guy from Good Burger. And that one uh, guy from Angel. Is, has no, a very minor no, he wasn't role. in Angel. He was in he the was in Go- Angel. No, he was in the Godfather. That was Abe Vigoda. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's one of the things that we got sidetracked during the movie. I mean, because how could you not be wrapped with attention oh, while watching boy, this? Yeah. So we kept looking up who the hell was in this. Now mm-hmm. Abe Vigoda, of course, we recognize immediately. Yeah, we're Abe both... Vigoda is in fact actually in this movie. That's not even a joke. Yeah, we're both really big fans of the Godfather. I'm not. And yeah, I know. That's why I said it. I and haven't seen it all the way through in one sitting. Like I've seen pieces of it enough to constitute I a whole movie, but I haven't seen so it all the way through. These days. Anyway, this uh, is this. We could have watched it, but no, you wanted to watch the Island of Doctor Moreau. You, you wanted the, to see. You wanted to see the nadir of Val Kilmer's career. What do you mean the nadir? It was the zenith 
of Val Kilmer's <laughs> career. <laughs> anyway, uh, th- it also has, for some reason, George Clinton is in it for eight seconds. He's in it because it is a because it's a movie about black people. It's, it's, a, it's a major- it. yeah, it's a, it's a majority black comedy movie, sort of f- filmed in the nineties and has a and, and has a dance sequence in it for a second. And George Clinton was like, "Wow, and they I also, can do this. Well, they also, I can get involved in this project." Well, they also have Shaquille O'Neal plays like their science teacher at the beginning of the movie. Then Sinbad shows up as one of the basketball. Players oh, was that or before or after he did Kazam? Uh, no, it was Shazam. It was Shazam. It was Shazam. Sinbad and Shazam. Yes. And uh, they're they're both in it. How come Shaquille O'Neal... Okay, we're dropping the whole act. How come uh, Shaquille O'Neal was the best actor in the movie? You think Shaquille O'Neal was the best actor in the movie? I don't think it was When Laurie Beth Denberg comes when... back with Connie Muldoon, reprises her starring role as Connie Muldoon? Oh, and that's basically the way that she talks all the time. But she was the one who was really loud in the uh, in the library and that sketch and all that. Yes. And she also did the useless facts one, which was never really funny. But you are so wrong. No, the, the best, the first of, of all, the best part of all that was either, who uh, was a lunch lady with a peas. That was fantastic. You were too that was young. classic. You were just too young I am to going to put you through that brick wall. <laughs> Second best one was Pierre Escargot. Well, that was Keenan. Yeah, yeah well... So it was. It was Keenan. It was Keenan yeah. being brilliant in a bathtub. Let's oh, that be was so funny. That yeah, was so good. Yeah, and nothing with toes. So, makes me happy. Uh, um, yeah. Let's anyway, not, Abe Vigoda also we of Godfather that. fame, and there, and Dan Schneider of uh, let's better less said about that again. Let's and, not discuss uh, that. And ad- additionally, there was a character by the name of Psychopath. Uh, who was you're, played you're by? You're jumping to that already. Like, that, that's at the end of the movie. Oh yeah. There's so many other people. In this oh, movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who else am I supposed to talk about? <laughs> that weird guy with the blonde hair who you're gonna dress up as for Halloween? I have no idea who that dude is. I, I don't think he's done anything see. since that movie. Who played Monique? She was cute. Uh, she is. Oh jeez, I just remembered. Uh, it's like Char Jackson or something like. Like she's been in stuff, but I don't think it. She's uh-huh. been in anything that you would recognize. Okay, now who played Roxanne? Carmen Electra. Yeah, Carmen Electra was in it. I recognize her. <laughs> She's voice. in it for like ten minutes this. because it's the nineties. Oh, speaking of recognizing people by their voice, I recognized. Um, uh, I recognized. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Ron Perlman. Ron Fuckmothering oh, Perlman yeah, was in it. Ron Perlman is yeah. not in Good Burger. He's not in Good Burger. Might as well be. And, uh, <laughs> he was in. He was in the island of Doctor Moreau, and somehow Chris recognized him through piles of makeup, which I guess is fair because I mean that's what he does, right? Yeah, with and, his giant forehead. Yeah. Well, be nice. Uh, oh, jeez. That is one of the. That's one of the ones. It's like whenever you get like a celebrity comparison, it's like. Alex is just walking down the street, minding her own business and glamorous, just, you know, doing her hair flip. And someone says, oh, you look just like Anne Hathaway or Audrey Hepburn or whatever compliments. I don't, again. I don't Audrey know. Hepburn. Yeah, yeah sure Anne you know. Hathaway, like, all the time. I, I bet. And with these, I, so with these me, fucking Elizabeth Taylor eyebrows. Okay. So <laughs> I walk down the street, you know, kind of hobbling around. And <laughs> people come up to me and they're like, yeah, you look like that guy from Hollywood. I was like, oh, Clint Eastwood. And they're like, no, you know, the guy who played the Sandman in Spider-Man 3. I was like, oh. Or he's like, oh, wait, was that yeah, Ron yeah. Perlman? Yeah, you and sure I'm like Hellboy. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, immediately, I'm like, oh, gee, thanks, guys. So I, I try to avoid those compliments. Well, I, got, I got a big, meaty face, you know? Well, and, it's uh, no Robert Zadar, but... Well, not not yet. <laughs> so, oh, boy. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if I grow out the mustache, no one's going to notice how big my <laughs> face is getting. I'm pretty sure Robert Zadar's chin is why he died. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure he died because of big face-itis. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> 
So I think we hit on all the cameos right now. If you, uh, well, you didn't you didn't say who Heather the psychopath was. Yeah, who who is she? She's what's her face from Gravity Falls. That's your show. Yeah, she mine. plays. Uh, I don't remember her name either. From she, Wendy? she's in Grav. Wendy, there we go. She's in Gravity Falls and Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Two oh of my yeah, she's, cartoons. Yeah, she, she plays Velma Dinkley. Yeah, she plays Velma in the live action Scooby Doo. <laughs> Oh boy, she, she filled out nicely too for that Aww, role. Oh, don't be. No, I'm not. Like no, hey, that's you know, I'm not calling her big or anything. She's just remember when she switches outfits. She so she switches. She switches from like that huge sweater. She wears those like really low cut. Yeah, it's when and, she anyway, gets all sexy yeah. in the latter half of the movie. Uh, it's it's yeah, kind of uh, weird. Yeah. Like to be honest, like thinking back yeah, on it. Freddie Prince Jr. does does make a good Fred, but yeah. Velma just suddenly getting sexy in the latter like third of the movie is really strange. Yeah, that totally sucked. I hated it. Anyway, okay, look, I was into <laughs> it when I first saw it, but like thinking back on it now. Well, the movie sucks. The movie sucks balls. You, but you the casting... shut your whore mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to put that one on? Matthew Lillard. He's a very end. good. He's cast perfectly. I said the casting mm. is fine. But isn't the movie so, wait, itself isn't is Sarah bad. Michelle Gellar, uh, Daphne? Who could be a better... It's an all-star cast! Yes, but... It's it... brilliant! I don't but know the... who the fuck Scooby was, but I don't fucking care. Oh, that movie he's... was great. Yeah, they should have cut him out of the movie, the movie entirely. Was great. That movie was awful! Why do people like these bad movies? Why does everyone like... Okay, so anyway... Because she... there is an art to bad movies. No, this one doesn't have any. Anyway, <laughs> this movie uh, starts, and it continues, and it finishes... And uh, final thoughts on Good Burger. I mean, it's it's Good Burger. It is perhaps the most inconsequential movie ever made. That's not true. Well, one of the, perhaps the most inconsequential movie that I watched today. Wait, you watched two movies today? Well, yeah, out of the two. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you think Good Burger is less consequent? Well, that's actually, no, no, because they're basing it off of the earlier. No, I want to say that The Island of Dr. Moreau is less consequential. Okay, well, well it okay. comes down to a matter Good of Burger, standards. I have them and you don't. Hold, hold on, Good Burger didn't make anybody's careers. It probably but, broke, a, it broke Kill Mitchell's. But The Island of Dr. Moreau ruined Val Kilmer's. Uh, Not well, entirely his, that's, it's, I mean, that was basically his fault. Accurate. It wasn't really the movie, but the the him being in the movie is what broke his fall. That's why he wasn't Batman and Batman and Robin. That's why you got George Clooney. That's not true. So the reason that Batman and Robin had George Clooney is that Val Kilmer said he didn't want to work with Joel Schumacher anymore. And I can't possibly blame him. And Joel Schumacher said... I read that it was because nobody would work with Val Kilmer anymore. Well, guess what? I read better sources. Anyway, that's the end of our podcast. is right. Christmas time is here, by golly, disapproval would be folly. Deck the halls with hunks of holly, fill the cup and don't say when. Kill the turkeys, ducks and chickens, mix the punch, drag out the dickens. Even though the prospect sickens, brother, here we go again. On Christmas Day you can't get sore, your fellow man you must adore. There's time to rob him all the more, the other three hundred and a six, a T, a four. Relations sparing no expensel, send some useless old utensil, or a matching pen and pencil, just the thing I need, how nice. It doesn't matter how sincere it is, nor how heartfelt the spirit. Sentiment will not endear it. What's important is the price. 
Hark the herald tribune sings Advertising wondrous things God rest ye merry merchants May ye make the yuletide pay Angels we have heard on high Tell us to go out and buy So let the raucous sleigh bells jingle Hail our dear old friend Kris Kringle Driving his reindeer across the sky Don't stand underneath when they fly by